Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. Today, I want to discuss, stay on the subject of where we were in chapter one, because I want to cover an area that I believe will help us as women be, help us to heal and move on in a healthier manner. As we discussed in chapter one yesterday, we saw that Naomi and her daughter-in-laws are left alone after the death of her husband, Elimelech, and Malon and Kilion, and how devoted that they were to her. Another piece of this um, that strikes me that I think we can look at and, and journal is talking about loss. We can lose um, men in our lives to death, to divorce, to breakups, um, and also to scandal. There's a lot of different ways a relationship ends. But our response really falls into three to four categories after. I think one of the things to look at in the relationship of Naomi and her daughter-in-laws, all they lost together. They lost all of them shared a particular bond, a bond of losing their spouse. We can't sit here and judge who was in love, what was arranged, marriages, etc. But what we do know is these three women were married and these three women experienced the same loss of having a spouse. And what I find, and I think as we go through the chapter, you may see as well, is how they handled this loss. It would appear, not from necessarily... um the actual dialogue. But what we know is these women obviously didn't lose their husband and walked away. They could have went back home on their own, right? You lost your husband, your family mourns with you. They could have packed up their stuff and they could have said goodbye to Naomi. But appears that they did a couple of things. The first thing, it looks like they stayed together. Second, they supported one another. And third, I would say they mourned in a fashion probably based on Naomi's tradition. Because of, in chapter one, she says, she tells them that they could go back home to their gods, which would lead me to believe that living with her, they couldn't worship their gods, the multiple gods that the Moab people worshipped. So right there, we can see that there was a standard in the home with Naomi, there was a standard in their mourning, and there was a togetherness, meaning that they had a small group amongst the three of them as support. Many of us 
when we go through a breakup, a challenge, we go through the a lot of the emotions and the pain alone. In their situation, they were living in the same home. It's pretty hard to escape crying, uh, moaning, stress, depression when you're in a small home alone. They weren't living in some, you know, mansion with multiple levels. They are crying in their own bathroom and all these different things. And for us today, we're great at showing a face at the job, showing face at around family and friends, because we, in many cases, may not want to appear weak or, you know, incontrollable. So we can suffer alone for a longer period of time because we're stuffing our feelings and we're not dealing with them. And some of us have healthy enough, maybe one or two close girlfriends that you feel that you may be able to share it with. But sometimes they may be ill-equipped to help you overcome and move forward. And I have found in a number of cases, women um, create a layer of hardness, a layer of creating a shell around themselves because they want to um, just get over it versus going through it. And that's where we need our faith, our one true God, and sanity of mind as well. So I want to talk about how you move from in your mourning to in your loss. How do you get over or move past a, a loss in a relationship? Well, one, if it's, let's talk about outside of death. We have to forgive. No matter what the person has done, once they're removed from your life, you have to forgive them for what they may have done to you. I'll use an example of, um, let's say, someone cheating or finding someone else to, to fall in love with and move on with. Yes, you are going to be hurt. You're going to be disappointed. But in all honesty, and if you're honest with yourself, do you want to be with someone who does not want to be with you? They're blocking you from your joy and your happiness because they will not be 100% in. They won't be a person desiring new experiences and helping uplift you in the relationship. So you want to forgive them for the disappointment, but you want to forgive yourself too, because we beat ourselves up. And maybe we saw signs earlier that we ignored, and you know maybe we applied and gave more than what they were giving. But I, I want you to realize, if you felt that you have given more in a relationship than the other person, that you have to forgive yourself because you can't really blame them that you put more in it than they did. You put more in it because you saw a vision and a hope in that relationship that they couldn't see, didn't see, 
or didn't want to see. And don't beat yourself up for that. So when you're forgiving, forgive them. And when you forgive them, be bold and clear about it. You know, some people need closure with sending the person a note. Some people need closure in having a live conversation. But even if those things are impossible for you to do, write a letter to God and show and say to God what you would say to that person. You will have the same reaction, the same feeling of um, release that you will have, you would have had with that person. So that's one way. The second is love. You know, when we forgive and we forgive ourselves and forgive others, we have to allow ourselves to be open to love. We can't stay in that past relationship. And by forgiving, it's the first step in breaking the soul tie. The soul tie that connected you to that person, which normally is formed through sexual contact and a long extended relationship is is normally, you know, falls under a soul tie. You need to break that and breaking it is with forgiveness. The second is with with love saying a prayer. I will tell you this works even when your heart barely wants to do it, but you don't give the enemy one foothold in your life. And when someone has devastated for me, I have in my weeping of, oh, Lord, I don't want to pray for them. I've prayed for them and because I wanted to let them go. And I wanted to be free for love and free for success and not have anybody. No one that walks away from you is worthy of keeping a foothold in your life. And so you've got to ditch, dump, and rid yourself of someone still manipulating and penetrating your life and, and removing the opportunity for love to enter your life. So you do those two things, and then you live. What do I mean by live? You engage in activities or hobbies that are near and dear to your heart that you are passionate about. You can also serve. Get yourself active. If you find yourself sitting around moaning and groaning and thinking about the past, then you need to start creating a new future. You can serve in areas of interest. Keep your mind and your physical body busy and active, you will find you will get over heartbreak, disappointment that much quicker when you put your mind and your physical body, you activate yourself in a positive direction. Remember, disappointment and heartbreak is in your past, but a future of life and fun and passion is what you have to walk to, you have to fight to, that you have to go to in your future. Faith comes from doing. Have faith in God that he will bring you someone better and that will provide you a healthy outlet to be who you are in Christ. I hope this helps you today to encourage you that you are worthy of love 
and you are worthy of living a life of passion. Elevate your relationship. Every time there is an end, there is a learning. There is an opportunity for next time to be wiser, smarter, and also to have something better for yourself. You're fabulous. You're beautiful. You're a woman of God. And only great things are in your future. Amen. We will continue in the book of Ruth tomorrow.